Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, August 16th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storms and Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Stockheim, Germany. Microsoft will substantially change how updates are delivered for Windows 7 and Windows 8.1 starting October this year. This will also apply to the same generation of server operating systems like uh, Server 2008, R2012 and 2012. Art. What you will notice starting October is that instead of having to download individual patches for individual vulnerabilities, you'll just be offered one big roll-up patch and as Microsoft calls it, it will include fixes for all vulnerabilities for October 2006. Now going forward, the November update will actually include all the October patches as well as the November patches. So if you missed one particular month the next month will include all the prior patches as well and not only that Microsoft intends to also include updates the four vulnerabilities that precede this October 2006 roll-up. Now if you're worried that these updates will become larger and larger you're probably right and as an end user or a small business that's going directly to a Windows update you probably won't have another choice but for enterprises that use their own patch delivery mechanism Microsoft will offer a security only update again it will be one update per month but the security only update will only include security updates for vulnerabilities that are patched that particular month so you won't have that cumulative effect that you have with these roll-up updates so we'll have to see how this all works out. Of course, Microsoft hopes that by offering one update, there will be less of a risk where people miss a particular patch, which then later causes conflicts when another patch is being delivered. Also, by including prior patches, they then address issues that come up if you missed one particular month's updates. And sticking with Windows updates uh, for one more story here, this month uh, we got MS1699, which actually added more group policy controls for Office 2013 to control macros and bring it more in line with what you had available in Office 2016. Microsoft apparently realizing a lot of companies still use Office 2013 and macros are one of the biggest vectors for ransomware these days. Well, uh, the patch addressed part of the issues on the client side, but uh, as Rob found out, and he documented this in his diary, there isn't really the corresponding ADMX file yet in order to make these controls available in Active Directors as group policy objects. So you may have to wait for uh, that uh, to be enabled. So if you just enable these controls for Office 2016, it will not affect your Office 2013 users. But again, doesn't hurt to controls in into Office 2016 and uh, Rob has some tips for you what to enable in order to block macros that run in Office files that you downloaded from the internet. That's really your biggest risk group here that you definitely have a grow. 
And Matt Graber posted an interesting blog post outlining how WinDebug can be used in order to bypass whitelisting. With application whitelisting in particular, if you're using the Windows 10 device card, you can restrict your system to only execute applications that are legitimately signed by Microsoft. Well, a WinDebug is of course signed by Microsoft and since it is the debugger, it is able to execute arbitrary code in addition to whatever code you are debugging. So just by being able to run WinDebug, you're able to execute arbitrary code regardless what whitelisting policy you have enabled. The only thing you could possibly do is blacklist uh, WinDebug with something like AppLocker. But uh, then again, the utility of this is somewhat limited because you can always just load an old version of WinDebug, which will work, it will do its job, but its hash will be different but it's still signed by Microsoft, so it will no longer match the blacklist. And of course, uh, you could use a couple other Microsoft debuggers here as well, not just WinDebug in order to execute code. So interesting technique, not really clear how you will protect yourself from this fairly easy whitelisting bypass. And then we also got a new exploit to bypass Windows User Account Control or UAC without having to write to disk. A lot of the prior exploits for the security tool require the attacker to write to disk. Of course, a lot of anti-malware usually inspects anything that's being written to disk and uh, with that it could discover the exploit. The exploit here is actually pretty straightforward. It just uses the event viewer, which is installed in Windows by default in order to then hijack the registry process, start PowerShell, and of course, once the attacker has PowerShell, they then can ex execute commands on the Windows. So pretty little trick. And again, the big new part here is that you don't have to write to disk in order to execute this particular trick. Well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.